When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again on the Oh, The Pain podcast. It is Friday, January 28th, 2022, and the Joe Beningo Oh, The Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, by Anita Tire, and, of course, our very good friends at DraftKings. All right, this week we had the Hall of Fame voting uh, for uh, Major League Baseball. And David Ortiz uh, was the only one, the outstanding, you know, the great Boston Red Sox, uh, you know, helped them win the, end the curse of the Bambino and win three world championships, over 500 home runs, Big Poppy, all of that. Uh, he was the only one that was elected into Cooperstown. Now, I have no issue with any of that. You want to put David Ortiz in Hall of Fame? I'm all for it. To me, he was a Hall of Famer. He's got all the credentials to be in there. No doubt about it. No problem at all. But it is an absolute travesty that Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, I mean, we could go right on down the line. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, A-Rod, Manny Ramirez, all of these guys, Sammy Sosa, all of these guys that obviously were involved with performance-enhancing drugs. Remember, Ortiz also was linked with performance-enhancing drugs. Remember that Mitchell report? He was part of that report. But there was never any, you know, we never had any proof that Ortiz did it. And we really, I understand Barry Bonds admitted it, but certainly Roger Clemens never did. Whatever. The bottom line is this. You cannot tell the story of Major League Baseball without these guys and these guys in the Hall of Fame. And it makes me crazy. And I understand, look, this was the last year on the ballot for Bonds, for Clemens. It's a joke. It's a joke. And let's be honest about it. So much of this is a popularity contest. Look, the baseball writers love David Ortiz. He was a good guy, great, you know, great with the media. You know, everybody loved him. Nobody had a bad word to say about Big Poppy. And if you think that the Hall of Fame, that a lot of this is based, is not, you know, if you think it's not based on, you know, how guys feel, how writers feel, about certain players, well, you could think again. You know, I always go back to Albert Bell. My guy, Albert Bell, the great slugger of the Cleveland Indians, played with the White Sox as well, but his big years in Cleveland, this guy was one of the great right-hand hitters of his generation. What was it, 10 years in a row with over 100 RBIs? The numbers are staggering for Albert Bell. And he didn't do it for a long time. He only played for about 10 years. And he was never, ever, ever, there was never a hint of steroids with Albert Bell, but he's not in the Hall of Fame, and we know the reason why, because he didn't get along with the writers. He didn't talk to the media. In 1995, Albert Bell had one of the great seasons any players ever had. In a 144-game season, because they, you know, coming back from the 1994, uh, you know, lockout, strike, whatever you want to call it, when baseball basically wiped, uh, wiped out 
the playoffs in the World Series. Coming back in that 95 season was 144-game season. Albert Bell became the only player, and he still is, the only player in the history of baseball to hit 50 home runs in a year and 50 doubles in a year. He drove in 140, I think 144 runs that year, whatever it was. The Indians won 100 out of 144 games that year to easily win the division. They eventually would go to the World Series and lose to the Atlanta Braves. How did this guy not get the MVP? They gave the MVP to Mo Vaughn of the Red Sox, who didn't even come close to the numbers Albert Bell put up. Not even close. And Bell was the lead guy on the best team in the league. And he didn't get the MVP that year. Well, we know why. Because the writers didn't like him. Case freaking closed. And that's basically the same thing we're seeing now with Bonds and Clem. How, how do you tell the story of Bay? This makes me crazy. And I'm going to throw Let's put Pete Rose in the mix, too. And I'll get into my whole thing with Pete Rose and all it is. You know, first of all, Major League Baseball looked the other way. In 1998, when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were having their historic home run chase, you know, try, going after Roger Maris's record of 61 home runs in a season set, of course, back in 1961. When that was going on, and baseball was completely rejuvenated by it. That was the what really took them out of the, the stigma of the strike and all of that. It was that 98 race between McGuire and Sosa. Eventually, McGuire would hit 70 homers. Sosa would hit 66. The whole deal that night when McGuire broke the record there in St. Louis and all you know, the Maris family was there and all of that. It was all celebrated on and on and on. Do you think at that point in time that Bud Selig and the powers that be in baseball didn't know that McGuire and Sosa were doing something and they just looked the other way because they were making a ton of money and baseball was back. And then when it and then when and when it all started to come out about the steroids and the PEDs and all it is and all the different guys that were doing it, there were so many guys that were doing it. We could go on. The list is long. The list is very long. You had guys that were going from never hitting more than 16, 17 home runs in a year. All of a sudden, they were hitting 50. And we, and we know we know what was going on with that. But Major League Baseball looked the other way with McGuire and Sosa until the proverbial, we'll say, it, the proverbial shit hit the fan. Until that happened. And then, oh, my God, these are the greatest villains that ever lived. Oh, my God, they're cheating and, and, and all it is. And, oh, it's, it, it, they're the cheating the game and the integrity of baseball and all it is garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. Baseball was fine with it when they were, you know, coming back and making tons of money off it. And Bud Selig, how about, I mean, look, at, look how they pushed him. They couldn't wait to get him into the Hall of Fame. They knew what was going on. The owners knew what was going on. Give me a break. And now they're hosing all these guys. Look, I've been watching baseball since, you know, 1960, 19, 1961 is the first full year I watched baseball. The whole Maris Mantle chase, I remember it well as an eight-year-old kid. And I became a big fan of Roger Maris. I was rooting for Roger Maris to do it, and he did. In all due respect, I like Mickey Mantle too. You know, at that time, there were no Mets yet. So, you know, you're a kid growing up in, in northern New Jersey. You know, the Yankees are the team. And, you know, I'll never forget it. And, I, you know, Mantle, Maris, my father, the whole thing, talking about it and what was going on. I'll, I'll never forget this happening. 
But in the years that I've been watching baseball, the best player that I have ever seen, and I've seen them all. I saw Willie Mays. I saw Henry Aaron. I saw Roberto Clemente. I saw Mickey Mantle. I saw the, the great Frank Robinson. We could go right on down the line. You know, in a more modern day, Griffey Jr., A-Rod. I mean, you got to put him into this mix. With When you talk about, you know, the all-time great players, there's no doubt about it. The best player I ever saw was Barry Bonds. It's not even close. Nobody dominated at home plate like Barry Bonds. Nobody. And he's the all-time home run leader in the history of the game. He's the leader for most home runs in a season when he hit 73 in, I believe it was 2001 that he did that. How is this guy not in the Hall of Fame? How can baseball, how can the baseball writers look at the Hall of Fame, the holier-than-now baseball writers? And I'm not, this is not everybody, and I'm not going to start naming names, but the holier-than-now baseball writers, you know, who have this, uh, you know, they are the moral compass of the world. Uh, let's be real about it. How do you look at Cooperstown and, okay, well, I'm going to the Hall of Fame. Geez, how about the young kid that goes in there and says, Dad, Who's the guy that hit more home runs than anybody else in the history of baseball? And the father says, well, it's Barry Bonds. Well, geez, Dad, how come Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame? And then the son looks at him and he says, Dad, who has more hits than anybody in the history of baseball? And the father looks at him and he says, son, Pete Rose. Well, Dad, why isn't Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? And I'll get the whole Pete Rose is obviously a different story with the gambling and all of that, but we'll get to that. And then he says, Dad, who won more Cy Young Awards than anybody in the history of baseball? And he says, son, Roger Clemens with seven. But dad, why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? How how can the baseball Hall of Fame, and you could talk about steroids and cheating and all this garbage as much as you want. And we could talk about the guys who, how about guys like Gaylord Perry who were out and out throwing spitballs. He's in the Hall of Fame. Nobody can, nobody uh, argues about his, you know, him being voted into the Hall of Fame. Gaylord Perry with his 324 career wins and, Cy Young Awards in both leagues. We know he was doing steroids. Uh, not Excuse me. We know he was uh, loading up the baseball, not steroids, but loading up the baseball and throwing spitballs. Nobody can. Nobody, nobody's taking him out. Nobody's getting on him for the Hall of Fame. And they shouldn't. And they shouldn't. No, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So how can the Hall of Fame, how can, how can they look at themselves in a, as a, in a legitimate way when the all-time home run leader, the all-time hits leader, and the guy that won more Cy Young awards than anybody in the history of baseball are not in the Hall of Fame, and probably never will be with the way it's going now. I understand they got that Veterans Committee, whatever they call it now. They used to call it the Veterans Committee, where you could still get in. We saw it this year, where finally Gil Hodges got in. The great Tony Oliva got in. Minnie Minoso, I kind of questioned him getting in the Hall of Fame. But you see where the guys from yesteryear – you know, uh, get in the Hall of Fame years after they're off the ballot. And who knows, maybe that'll happen someday with Bonds and Clemens and, you know, Manny Ramirez and A-Rod and all these guys. Maybe it will happen one day, but it certainly doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. No, it's an absolute travesty. It's a travesty. It really is. And let's talk about Rose. And I want to get to Kurt Schilling, too, because that's a whole nother situation with the with the Hall of Fame stuff. Pete Rose and we all know he gambled on baseball. Of course, we all know that. But in today's world, where gambling is legal, where every freaking sports league there is, the NFL, the NBA, uh, NHL, uh, every one of them, Major League Baseball, golf, you name it, everybody is now 
partnered, if you will, with all these different betting services. You know, obviously, like what I have with DraftKings is one of my great sponsors and all the other ones that there are. You're going to tell me that there aren't guys, and I know they're making tons of money. There's no doubt the professional athlete. You think there's not athletes that are betting on sports now that are not betting? You know, let's be honest. You think the guy, you think there aren't some guys out there that, are, that aren't betting on sports? I'm sure there are. Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame. Enough already. But again, why isn't Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? Okay. Yeah, I get the gambling and all that. He's not in because they don't like him. He's not a likable guy. Look, I don't care that he gambled on baseball. I don't really care. This guy was is the all-time hits leader, Charlie Hustle, a winner. I mean, you can't get a greater winner than him. World Series in 75 championship, World Series in 76 with the Reds, the, the one he won with the Phillies. He was the final piece to finally get the Phillies over the hump in 1980 and win a world championship. You got to be kidding me. How is this guy not in the Hall of Fame? Played basically every position there was, first base, second base, third base, the outfield. Are you kidding me? It's a joke. It's a joke. But they don't like him, just like they don't like Barry Bonds because he's not a likable guy. And Roger Clemens, who I, I can't stand him. I mean, there, there's very few people in sports I like less than a lot. Roger Clemens. You talk about an unlikable guy? Oh, my God. It, it, above and beyond. And as a Met fan, what happened in the 2000 World Series with, with Clemens throwing the, the freaking broken bat at Piazza, please, that just cemented you know, my dis- my dislike for Roger Clemens. But I'll go to my grave defending Roger Clemens and his right to be in the Hall of Fame as one of the great pitchers of all time, maybe the greatest right-hand pitcher that ever lived. Maybe he is. Seven Cy Young Awards. No, it's, it's again, a very unlikable guy. It's ridiculous. And A-Rod should be in, and Manny Ramirez should be in, and Sammy Sosa should be in, and Mark McGuire should be in. And even Rafael Palmero, even though I think of him and I look at him and I say, yeah, you know, he's not really a, a, a Hall of Fame guy, but he's got all the numbers to be in the Hall of Fame. No, it's it's really a travesty. And I, I don't know how a lot of these baseball writers can sleep at night, you know, knowing what, what's going on. And then there's the case of Kurt Schilling, okay? And we all know the, the deal with Kurt Schilling. One of the great money pitchers there ever was. Three world championships, world championship in Arizona, where along with Randy Johnson, he shared the co-MVP honors at a World Series that year when the Diamondbacks in, in 2001 beat the Yankees. Of course, with the 2004 Red Sox that, that ended the curse of the Bambino, he won another one with the Red Sox as well. He, he was with the 93 Phillies that went to the World Series. This guy's one of the great money pitchers that there ever was. Should be in the Hall of Fame, but we know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Because he's a he's a a Republican and a conservative, and he doesn't fit the overall narrative of what's going on with the media in this country now. Let's be real about it. If Kurt Schilling was on the other side of the aisle, and he and and of course they said, well, he don't hate speech. He's had hate speech, and I don't want to get into it against a certain group of people in this country and all of this, and you know whatever. But if he was on the other other side of the aisle, Schilling, okay, if he was on the liberal left wing side of the aisle with the same kind of, you know, hate speech, let's say, against a, a, a different group of people in the world, I, I wonder if he's not in. He's probably in. He's not in only because of his of his political 
beliefs. That's it. That's it. Because I guarantee you the majority of the baseball writers in this country are all on the other side of the deal. Or most of them. The great majority. Just like the overall media in this country is right now. And to me, that's the reason Kurt Schilling's not in the Hall of Fame. And it's a joke. And he's never getting in. He went from 71% last year where he was only four, you know, very close to getting in when he needs 75% to get in. And he went down to like 58%. And that's the bottom line. It's a joke. It really is. And, and let's be real about this too. How many guys are already in the Hall of Fame that were doing steroids, that were doing PEDs? No, it, it's, it's absurd. It really is. It really is. You know, I was talking to my good buddy, JJ, John Jastrzemski, yesterday. We did our pick shows, and I'll get to my, my picks for a conference championship Sunday coming up in a couple minutes here. But we were talking about this yesterday. It really, the Hall of Fame is basically fugazi. If you don't have the all-time home run leader, if you don't have the all-time hits leader, and you don't have the guy that won more Cy Young Awards than anybody in history of the game in the Hall of Fame, well, then what is your Hall of Fame really? What is it? What is it? Is it about what guys did on the field, or is it about what guys did off the field? Really, well, well, what is it? You know, this is not the, uh, the Hall of Fame of moral character, all right? This is not what it is. But there's too much of that. These guys are too much of the, you know, they're the moral compass of the world, too many of these sports writers. And it's not all of them, but it's most of them. It's most of them. And it's an absolute joke. And I was livid when I saw how this Hall of Fame voting went down. And again, David Ortiz deserves to be in there. But, you know, David Ortiz was not as good as he was, was not the player of any of these guys that I just mentioned. Let's be real about it. Let's be real. So congratulations to Ortiz. But what a disgrace the Baseball Hall of Fame is. An out-and-out disgrace. All right, Joe Beningo with you here on the Yoda Payne podcast. Uh, let's get my sponsors in here before we'll get to my uh, my picks for conference championship Sunday coming up. And, uh, of course, we'll start out with uh, my good buddy Mike Jones and everybody over at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Again, uh, uh, you, you got to check them out. We've done a couple of the live podcasts already there. We'll do uh, more as time goes on, and you know to deal with the Hackensack Brewing Company. They're just 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. Uh, check them out. The tap room is open 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 p.m. on Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. on Sundays. Come in, check it out, 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack, New Jersey, right behind the tombstones. Go in there Friday night. I know it's supposed to be snowing all that tonight, but it's a great night to go out there. And check out the Hackensack Brewing Company. And again, I want to thank Mike Jones and everybody over there for uh, all the help and all the work that they've done uh, with us uh, in these live podcasts and, and being a great sponsor. And then, of course, let's, uh, let's bring in my buddies over at Beach Camera. I want to thank Isaac for all the help that he's given me uh, over the years. You know the deal where you can find incredible prices on, on all kinds of TVs. They've been in business for over 30 years they offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Give Isaac a call, Beach Camera, 732-993-6385, or stop in at 80 Carter Drive in Edison, New Jersey. Use code JOEB for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at beachcamera.com. And then, of course, our buddies at DraftKings. And I can't thank enough the people at DraftKings for, you know, supporting me and becoming our latest sponsor. We know what a great job they do and what a big weekend this is. I mean, this is one of the big weekends of the year. Conference, championship, 
Sunday. I mean, what more do you want? There's every different kind of bet you can get. You want to do the prop bets. You want to bet how many yards Patrick Mahomes throws for this week or or Joe Burrow or, uh, you know, how many yards Debo Samuel runs for or how many, how many yards Tyreek Hill catches passes for, whatever it may be. You got all of that. Besides betting on the games, you can do the two-team parlays, the teasers, all it is. And so we're into the championship Sunday. And you know the deal with DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And they're celebrating all this with huge odds, uh, counting down to Super Bowl 56 in just a couple weeks. New customers get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just 5 bucks, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. I mean, you just can't beat it. And if your sportsbook isn't available in your state, and pretty much is everywhere now, as it's in New York, it has been in New Jersey for a long time, you can still get in on the action uh, in the uh, championship Sunday round. Everybody plays for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings giving giving new customers a free shot at millions of bucks in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code OTHEPAIN, just like the podcast, O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team, any of the four teams left playing uh, in the uh, in the championship tournament. Bet just $5, win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code all the pain for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You got to be 21 or older in Jersey, Indiana, and PA only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER and of course uh my son johnny is boss ari at anita tire in uh rivervale new jersey check them out westwood avenue uh you need tires you need a service on your car that's the place to go tell them beningo sent you uh anita tire in rivervale new jersey all right conference championship sunday here we go. Three games left in the NFL season. It's painful to think that that's it's it's basically just about over. Uh, so far, last week in the divisional round, I went two and two. Uh, I'm five and five so far in the playoffs. It's really kind of funny. Uh, I've done real well on Sunday and Monday. I'm five and one on the games on Sunday and Monday in the playoffs so far, and I went zero and four on Saturday. So that kind of bodes well for me because there's no Saturday this week. All we got is the games on Sunday, five and five in the playoffs so far, 53 and 47 for the season, including the regular season. So here we go for uh, championship Sunday. We'll start with the three o'clock game on CBS, the AFC championship game. You'll see Nance, you'll see Romo, uh, the Chiefs, a seven, some places it's seven and a half point favorite over the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC title game. I got, I got to take the Chiefs. I mean, to me, it's an absolute no brainer. I said this last week after, you know, before the epic win over Buffalo in one of the great games, maybe the greatest game I've ever seen, certainly the top five, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I said this before the Bills game, until I see the Chiefs lose, <clears throat> until I see the two-time defending AFC champions lose, I got to go with them. They're playing in their, <clears throat> in play, excuse me, playing in their fourth straight AFC title game. They're hosting their fourth straight AFC title game, the first team ever to do that. And they can become only the fourth team in history to go to three consecutive Super Bowls. Only three other teams have done it. The Miami Dolphins from 71 to 73. The uh, the Bills, of course, Buffalo Bills, who didn't win any of them, but went to four in a row from 90 to 93, the only team ever to do that, go to four straight 
And then the Patriots from uh, 16 to 18 went to three straight Super Bowls. Kansas City trying to become the fourth team ever to do it. Look, I have great respect for Joe Burrow. I have great respect for Jamar Chase. I have great respect for the Cincinnati Bengals and what they've been able to do uh, in making this run into the uh, AFC title game. They're clearly a team on the rise, clearly a team to be reckoned with. And remember, in week 17 of the regular season, actually beat the Chiefs to wrap up the AFC North Division title. Remember, they beat them 34-31. They came back from 10 points down to win that game in Cincinnati. But that game didn't mean really a lot to the Chiefs. The Chiefs knew at that time that they uh, were going to be either the number one or number two seed in the AFC. They were going to be playing at home, at least in their first game. So I, 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 I don't put a lot of stock in that game. I don't see how the Chiefs don't win this game. And I think they're going to cover the number easily, probably win it by a couple touchdowns. Let's be real. The best, the best player in football, the best quarterback in the game right now is Patrick Mahomes. He showed it again against Buffalo last week. He's got all kinds of firepower, whether it's Tyreek Hill, whether it's Travis Kelsey, whether it's Nicole Hardman, whether it's uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, whoever it may be. This kid McKinnon now that's really played well for them. They got a solid defense. Looks like the Honey Badger, Tyran Matthew, will be back this week. Remember, he got hurt early in the game against Buffalo. Had to go out with the concussion protocol. Looks like he'll be back, and they missed him with the game Gabriel Davis had last week. Uh, for Buffalo, they certainly missed Matthew. He'll be back. I like the Chiefs here. I got to go with them. I, I'm going with the champs until I see otherwise. Give me Kansas City laying the seven, seven and a half. It doesn't matter against Cincinnati to get to their third consecutive Super Bowl. That's game one. <clears throat> game two, the NFC title game. Uh, of course, uh, 630 kickoff. This will be on Fox. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman doing this game. This is a rematch. Well, really, this is the third time they will play this year. And how about this? Look, the division rivals out of the NFC West and the whole thing. Remember, the Rams, uh, excuse me, the Niners beat the Rams on the last game of the regular season. They came back from 17-0. They came back from 24-17 late to pull that game out against San Francisco, against the Rams and get into the playoffs. Remember, they had to win that game because the Saints won their game against Atlanta. If San Francisco had lost, the Niners would have been out. The Saints would have been in. The Niners came back to win the game. They have beaten the Rams six consecutive times. And in the modern era of football, there have been 23 previous times where teams have played the uh, the uh, third time in a season. And the team that uh, won the first two games has won 14 out of the 23. So the team that won the two games during the regular season has won that third game in the playoffs 14 times and lost nine times. So the odds are on the side of the 49ers here, but I've taken the Rams. I think it's their year. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I just think they're the better team, and I think it's time now to uh, – they're due now to beat San Francisco. Matthew Stafford, they showed you a lot last week after blowing that 27-3 lead to the Bucks, and then in late coming back to pull the game out, Stafford and Cooper Cup. They just to me, they, the Rams just got too much firepower. I think Stafford is on a mission. This team, uh, they made all these moves for right now. The trade to bring Von Miller in, who's played great for them. The trade to bring in Odell Beckham. How good has he been for them with the injury to Robert Woods? What a what an addition he's been to the offense. They got the best receiver in football right now in the game in Cooper Cup. 
They got a terrific defense, a defensive line with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. They were all over uh, Tom Brady in that game last week against Tampa Bay. I just think it's their time. And look, I have great respect for the Niners. Tremendous win last week over the Packers. You know, Debo Samuel is an absolutely tremendous player. No doubt they got a terrific defense. Nick Boza, Fred Warner, they really do. They're, They're very well coached by Kyle Shanahan. As I've said, they've beaten the Rams six consecutive times. The whole deal, the numbers say that they'll win again and, and sweep the series three games this time. Like I said, 14-9 and nine for the team that has already won the two games during the regular season to win again in the playoffs. So the odds are on the Niners' side. But I just think the Rams, it's, it's their time to get there now. And I think, And it's funny, too. How about this? In the history of the NFL in the Super Bowl era, no team – had ever gotten to the Super Bowl and played the game in their home stadium until last year when the Bucs did it. Well, now the Rams have a chance to do it two years in a row because the Super Bowl is at SoFi Stadium in L.A. So if the Rams win the game, they will be playing basically in their home stadium, kind of hosting the Super Bowl against whoever comes out of the AFC. As I said, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. So give me the Rams. I like them here to end this six-game losing streak to San Francisco. And let's be honest, do you, do you really have – and I know Jimmy Garoppolo, he's 33-15 and 15 as a starter. It's amazing how he just – he wins and wins and wins. But do you really have that much confidence in him? He tried like hell to give the game away last week. I mean, he really did against the Packers. He threw that interception right before halftime, a couple other passes that could have been picked off. But nevertheless, so give me the Rams, laying the three-and-a-half. Give me the give me the the uh, Chiefs laying seven seven and a half. The Rams laying three and a half. Rams Chiefs in Super Bowl Fifty Six. All right, those are my picks for Championship Sunday. Again, want to thank everybody for listening to the Oda Payne podcast. I can't thank all my sponsors enough. Again, every one of them: DraftKings, Anita Tires, Beach Camera, Hackensack Brewing Company. Everybody, uh, enjoy the snow that's supposed to be coming up tonight in the New York metropolitan area. Enjoy the football on Sunday. Uh, Everybody have a great, great weekend. We'll talk to you. We'll break down all the football on Monday on the Joe Beningo All the Pain podcast. Uh, Everybody, God bless and all the love, everybody.